somebody somebody everybody knows mr. Steve Murphy Steve how have you been I've been tremendous thank you I want to thank you for taking me to this film yeah we just um, saw uh, the world premiere screening of Spectre the new James Bond film <laughs> now a little background if you don't know Steve Murphy is a cursory James Bond fan and it's we've seen I think well, we've seen the majority of them early I think yeah. and it's been a big deal. If it's a Star Trek film or if it's a James Bond film, it's required. Or if it's one of the ghoulies. Yeah, or if it's a prequel. Yeah. So we just saw Spectre. There was a bit of anticipation. Um, we've been very fond of the uh, of the Daniel Craig movies. And actually, we'll talk about those too. But initial response to Spectre, Steve. Hated it. <laughs> I hated it too. Oh, wait a minute. We both hated it. Well, we can't both hate it. I hate it. I was extremely disappointed with it. And I was... Highly excited about it. Uh, well, although, you know, the red flag should have been when we heard the theme song. Oh, that's... A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, although the song, I, I still going to stand by. The song itself is not bad. The performance is dreadful. His voice is way too flimsy and, and thin. That should have been a a deeper voice female sing that. You know, almost like... Um, Shirley Bassey? Indeed. Bring her back. Well, I mean, Adele did a good job, too. Yeah, or someone like that. We didn't need to do Adele. Although, why not? Because all this was was a rehash of Skyfall anyway. Why not have her come back and do it? I don't even think it was her. I mean, Skyfall felt co- co- cohesive, and it felt epic, and it um, had memorable characters, memorable lines, memorable scenes, memorable music. Everything about it was, it felt like a, like an A-list franchise movie, and this felt like an afterthought. Yeah, there were certainly moments in this film where it was very comical. Almost a throwback to the Roger Moore era. Uh, they set the, the big character up. I'm going to spoil this. It's Blofeld. And you should always know when these James Bond films come out. Whenever they, they adamantly say, oh, no, I'm not playing Blofeld. Remember, she said she wasn't playing Moneypenny. Right. Well, of course she is. Well, who else is she going to be? So she said she was playing financial coins, I think, <laughs> in, in the press. But I, well, I know one thing. that Daniel Craig was not playing James Bond at this. He was awful. He was all. He looked like a ninety-year-old English woman. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I, that might be a bit of an overstretch, but he wasn't the problem with the movie, though. It just smoke gas. I think we're about to die. This is it. This is it. This is their last recording. Murder times. Um, so, okay, first let's backstory. Um, I think the Casino Royale and Skyfall are in the top six Bond films. And I think you feel that way about Quantum as well. Am I right? So I love Quantum a lot. I'm the only person who loves Quantum Assault. I love it. Love it, love it. But I would not put any of them in top six. I like Skyfall, but I don't love Skyfall. I thought Skyfall was too bloated, too long. Easily 30 minutes too long. This film especially, two and a half hours. It was. It wasn't epic. It was just set, no. scene, 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 and no, none of the action was compelling. But even the old Bond films are overlong. They're, that's one of the traits of the whole series, which is fine. 
because if it's something that's rich and, and it's building towards something, I think it's, it's okay to take your time. But when I see them taking them time here, it's we're going to watch Bond walk an entire city block with thunderous music in lieu of actual action. Yeah, and plus he goes from location to location without any kind of sense of story structure. He's just, let's put him here, let's put him here. Let's put him on a train. We haven't done that in a while. Although they did it in, what, they did it in Skyfall. The beginning of that, wasn't it? I don't remember. I think it was a, a race on top of the train. Oh, running around and it was, was it getting his yeah. little pants wet. Okay, so, so you don't think that none of the Daniel Craigs are in the top five? Not for me. Not at all. I mean, I like Daniel Craig, although now I completely don't like him. <laughs> uh, based on this film alone. Build a thousand bridges, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, all right. Well, first let's go. Okay, let's go to the top. Your top five. I know from Russia's up there. Oh yeah. So it would be. So from, what's your top five? From Russia with Love. It would be Doctor No. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. Piss me off. Go ahead. Do it. Bore me to death. Lazenby. Come on, boring. Oh yeah. So Honor Majesties. Then it would be License to Kill. And let's see. I like Live and Let Die a lot. I actually appreciate that film a lot more than I used. I used to not really care for it, but I quite like it now. And then I'm going to pick Honor Majesties again because it's that. I good. think I think that's six. Yeah, it's that, a lot. Okay, so I liked. Uh, oh, I don't know. This was pretty bad. This was this was not the worst. It wasn't even close to the worst, but it it was not good. All right, so I'll go with mine. Mine are. Are we going to Mall of Georgia? Indeed. Okay. Not, not not Discover Mills, Mall of Georgia. Right. Okay. Um, my favorite is still from Russia with Love. Yeah. My second favorite is The Living Daylights. Yeah, I like it. Third favorite is fucking... Goldfinger. I, I forgot I think, that one. No, I was going to say that's my... That's I think I think Skyfall is number three for me. Oh, that's terrible. And, and then, <laughs> that's a terrible pick. Thank you. You have George Lazenby as one of yours. And... If he had done more, he'd be in all of them. They would have canceled the entire series. <laughs> and then I would say Gold, Goldfinger, and then and then uh, Casino. But I, I but I think um, the Spy Who Loved Me is high up on the list. I think that Goldeneye is great. Yeah, Goldeneye is a lot of fun. But uh, I can't I can't endorse Quantum like you do. I certainly can't endorse George Lazenby. I know. No one can endorse Quantum no. like I can. No one does. Uh, it's universally hated. But I, I, I love see. It. I don't hate it. I think it's fine. I, first of all, I love the brevity of it, and it's it has a sense of what it's trying to accomplish. You know, he starts off with him. It's it's what Diamonds Are Forever should have. Diamonds been. Are Forever is not what I actually like. That's horrible. But it's I, what it's the, the one I've watched the most. This film, this Quantum is what Diamonds should have been. It's a revenge film, and. All he does throughout the film is drink and shoot and murder. And yeah. he's a he's great, he's a man on a mission, he's a he's the blunt instrument he was written to be, man of few words. Who does he bang in that? He bangs uh, the girl from um yeah, I don't know. The Hansel black, and Gretel. The black haired girl. Uh, yeah, I forgot her name. The girl from Hansel and Gretel and from uh, the other movie. Uh, Wrath of the Titans, I forgot her damn name. Um, and then what's the other who's the girl that gets covered in tar or gold or puss or whatever she gets soaked in something doesn't yeah, she yeah but her name was uh, Strawberry Fields okay terrible name yeah 
Okay, so let's. Okay, so where we're at is like ranking the the the, the all every one of the Daniel Craig movies is good. It's not like there's a, even Quantum, which I you know it's Casino Royale two point five or one point five or whatever. Even that's quite good. It's not bad. This one's bad. This one's very bad. And it doesn't have a memorable woman. Doesn't have a memorable villain. Doesn't have any set piece that makes you hard. It's not funny. It does. You don't feel. You well, don't, I think it's funny in the wrong places. I think they they uh, like the scene where they all they, of a sudden. There's a meteorite in the middle of the room. Yeah. They went out of this way. See, I thought it was going to be the rock that killed their father. I thought it was be the rock that killed the dinosaurs. But it wasn't. They went out of their way to build up Blofeld as the mysterious character, right? And now he's just some jokey person. It, it, it was very much like Austin Powers. And that is not at all what they were trying to accomplish. Not a I'm good idea. pretty sure they weren't. Right down to the cat. I mean, I know that, obviously, they stole it from Donald Pleasant's cat. And actually, the, uh, Blofeld from, from Russia... Well, that's fine. It was a little homage. It didn't interrupt the movie at all. I mean, the, no, by, no. I was lost by then anyway. I didn't yeah. care. I mean, and the thing is, too, and they spend so much time playing on the audience's love of the previous films. There are so many cameos of photographs of Eva Green, Javier Bardem, and, and Mads Mikkelsen, and Judy Dench. They just keep beating us over the head with these characters that we've grown attached to and gotten killed. And then they don't do any... There's no point. It's just right. it's just a kind of ride on trends. And your belief is that this movie was an obligation. Absolutely. It feels like one. Uh, both Mendes and Craig didn't want to do it. And it shows. I don't even know if Thomas Newman wanted to do it. He did the last couple? Right, he did the last one with Mendes. He did Skyfall. And the music in this was fine. Actually, the music was quite good, I thought. Yeah, it was fine. Except for that fucking song. Well, he didn't write it. Yeah. Why did John Barry do it? He's busy. Oh. John Barry? He's busy. John Barry, right? It's too bad. It's very upsetting. But it's all right. I'm over it now. Well, see, the thing was, though, it really seemed like they... First of all, it is the last one. It's obvious that it's the last one with Craig. Even sure. even the business notwithstanding, it seems like they, yeah. they actually put a tidy bow on it for whatever purpose. And the, and the shit... like. The, the computer hacking stuff and the anime, the bad guys giving a speech. Yeah, they had to make sure that they got all the characters in. Yeah. You know, you have, we have to let M have something to do in here. And Q, you know, he doesn't get much to do. Yeah, and it's a shame because Ray Fiennes is great. Yeah. But he was misused again. And boring. And then they got they got the, the guy from Sherlock Holmes who played Moriarty, who was great in, those, in that show. But he's the same character here. Except he's not the master. Except he doesn't have any, and he doesn't yeah. back up anything with any action. And one thing that kind of bothered me was he's supposed to be this, uh, this government official, this high up guy, and he was unshaven. I mean, come on, he's walking around with the, the, the 007 o'clock shadow. Oh. Well, he is. That's a joke, that, Justin. That's that's a, uh, that is a big criticism I've been hearing about. <laughs> it's a bit disheveled. An unshaven bureaucrat. Well, first of all, he's a. Uh, Britishman, and he's going to be uh, taking control of this whole. And they got Rory Cochran in there from Black Mirror, and he's wasted. He's just following around yeah, people. And then the Mon- Money Penny. I love Money Penny. I love that actress. I love her portrayal, but it, she's even more useless in this. Yeah, they should have kept her behind the desk where she belongs. They should have kept her under the desk where she belongs. And then the girl. Well, I don't remember her name. She's cute. She's got little puffy eyes. 
So she's not super rail thin, which is nice. Yeah. No, she's very pretty, but she... They have that one scene where she shows that she's able to handle herself, and she could, you know... You mean like take a gun the masturbation scene? Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> no, where she, you know, she takes the gun apart, and then... Then she's the damsel in distress the rest of the film. Well, and then they put her in this horrible trench coat. I thought she was... Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to do there. And, uh... Little Dave Bautista, Drax from Guardians, has he's a good thug, and they just miss they they don't they make him this unstoppable force, and then he's not. He's got one line of dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah, he was kind of an odd job surrogate. It seemed like. Yeah, because he Jaws. Wore the, he reminded me of Jaws. He's yeah, big. but he was he was dressed really well. I guess Jaws was dressed okay too. But opening scene was disappointing. I expect. You know, they usually whet your appetite nice with the opening scene, and it just didn't work. Yeah, that fell flat big time. Big time. And, and it the looked, the effects weren't that good. Like, some of the stuff, like, the scene is, like, in a marketplace, and they're in a helicopter, flying around, kicking each other's ass, and some of the photography was sketchy. Yeah, I felt that a lot of it was too close. You, you lost scale. You know, and, and, and typically in a Bond movie, when he tells the lady he'll be right back, he actually there's some sort of a punchline to that. In that scene, he tells her he'll be right back, and then he, she's never he, right, he leaves her. They so, should, after the credits, they should just have her waiting there. And he should have flown the helicopter into the window. Yeah, or jumped out into yeah, her vagina. Right. right. <laughs> Only Tim Dalton can do that. Wait. Well, the scene in Living Daylights where he comes in parachutes now. Yeah, and guess who that woman is? It's her friend Bella. Uh, yeah, the lady who directed Grizzly Park. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. Tom Skull. That's right. That's Tom's pants. So, yeah. It worked out for her. I don't know. They dubbed, overdubbed her voice because she was too husky. Um, Tim Dalton did the voice? I wish. Tim Dalton's so underappreciated. Oh, he's brilliant. He should come back. He can still do it. He looks good. I know you don't like the idea of Idris Elba as James Bond. It's a horrible idea. So let's assume that they're going to restart the series in a, in a few years. Which way do you prefer they go? Uh, they need to go unknown for me they need to go someone classy don't need to be overly muscular because that's not what Bond is needs to be do they need to be British? yes it absolutely has to be and it needs to be dark haired Craig doesn't have dark hair I know that oh that was a big criticism he's not not blue eyed either but that didn't bother me at all I I thought Craig was perfect for the role absolutely perfect and now he was Easily, easily, one film too late or too long. It's not easy to make four films. No, it that flow together, that work. Yeah. I, mean, I know the old days they used to make them one a year. You can't do that now. Well, they could, but they just won't. Well, I mean, the audiences are too savvy and too sophisticated in what they what they can take in. I don't. Not that I the movie. Think, I don't think the movies are more sophisticated, no. but I think. The bar constantly has to get raised. Well, you can't clearly, just... it shows that giving them more time to develop the story has not helped them at all. In some cases, it hinders them because they keep tinkering and tinkering. So just do one one a year. Don't make it so big. Don't make it so long. See what happens. It can't be anywhere. I mean, the Bourne films did a good job of maintaining their focus and scope. Yeah, but no one cares about them. I mean, they change actors every now and then, and it's like, who cares? It's Actually, the boring, boring movies are a good boring, analogy. He's they're a boring character. <laughs> a boring character. A boring character? He's a boring character. How many of those did you see? I saw at least two of them. Okay. 
maybe maybe three. The third, the, the one with Renner, it, I love is that great. I like that one a lot. It's like a Bond movie, actually. Yeah, yeah he kind of looks like Craig, so maybe he should take over. So I mean, like, okay, let's say that you're forced, like, you're at gunpoint and you're forced to hire somebody who is an existing name. Yeah. Who is it? Magneto, young Magneto. Oh, Michael Fassbender. The that's the one. That's the one. He's just he's he's, he's ugly. Well, he, I mean, he's not ugly, but he's got, like, he's, he's, he's Daniel Craig ugly. He's got, like, that... No, I don't think he's that. He's got a lot of creases in his face. And he's, so one of the criticisms of Craig is that he looks, he looks like a Bond villain. He doesn't look like James Bond. Yeah. Fassbender could do it. No, he's really suave and debonair and all that. In the same way that Clive Owen was, like, he's just kind of got a, yeah, cra- craggy, a craggy visage. Yeah, Owen was smarmy, but Craig can never be suave. Could never do it. Could never do it. Fastbender can do it. You know what I think? One of the things that always bothered me about Daniel Craig is his clothes are always too tight. Well, that's intentional. I know, to make him look all muscular and yeah. tough and fit, but he's almost a little too thin. Like, he's a little too slight. Yeah, well, we don't need to worry about him anymore. Although, I, I don't worry about him. I, I liked him a lot. And I, I just wish he had a better film to go out on. This was his view to a kill. It was that over-the-top silly. I half expected the uh, California girls to be playing during the, the snow scene. Okay. Wait, the snow scene? Yeah, with the helicopter, that whole ridiculous fight. Oh, another thing is how all these all these cars and these airplanes just come out at the right time and just crash into cars. Oh, and they come, everything's time for him to crash. Yeah. He pilots everything in this movie. <laughs> He's in boats, planes, helicopters, cars, yeah. penny farthings. It's true. It's very disappointing. So, okay, you'd pick Michael Fassbender. Yeah, that's, if I was forced to otherwise I would go unknown I have to be English and just has to be English it would be ridiculous to be an American trying to do an accent because you can't do it properly uh, I'd do James Marsters I'd do Orlando Jones get him to play it he's good <laughs> he's real good he's not he's not busy Okay, so let's segue into another property that I'm baffled that you're not excited about Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not at all. I can't get into the trailer. I'm, uh, maybe, I think what it is, is it's a... Uh, Harry Knowles can't get into the trailer either. <laughs> I think it's a, a self-defense mechanism. After all those years of, of prequelitis, I really think that that's what it is. I, I hate the poster tremendously. I hate it's it. It's a poster! I know, but I was expecting something different. Like a throwback to the old, early, early... It's like early the, versions it, of the. It's the, almost as if J.J. Abrams went to his first meeting and said, "All right, how do we please Steve?" Well, they didn't, how do we, they didn't how, listen. How do we make a movie? Well, first you don't you don't try to mimic all the Star Wars posters that have come since hey, Jay, episode that's one. That's marketing. That's like a there's a machine behind all of that that are focus grouping. That's not. He at least should have a say in it. All right, one of the teasers. But all the teasers were. Well, first of all, was there a teaser? Poster or movie or it's commercial? No, the poster. I don't remember seeing a teaser. I think that's the first one I've seen. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I hate the poster. I really hate it. It looks like everything else. It looks like a video game. It doesn't look like a... Clearly not Struzan, although they're trying to be... Um, I just don't... I, I don't like the poster. I'm very disappointed. It looks like a prequel. So then the, then the trailer hits. So I've seen all the, the teasers. And I just can't get into it. I, I know I'm looking for Luke, and he's not going to be in the film until, spoiler, 10 seconds at the end. <laughs> Um, so you think? So I think that is true. I don't know. I I think I'll love the film. I, I'm not worried about that. I just the, the trailer. I just, I'm not at all interested in it. But I think it's the 
self-defense. I hope so, because it, everything about it is exciting to me. And, 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 and I, I think it helps that we, we had our expectations so dashed by what had come before that anything was a gift. But I've seen some of the creature designs and they feel they're, they're, they're the right blend of goofy, like old school, like man in mask type looks and, and, and modern stuff. He's obviously, it's obviously going to be, it's going to at least feel like a good imposter of the original movies. Yeah, that may be. It's probably going to be really good. Chewie's in it. Yeah, that's great. It's probably going to be really good. I'm just hoping Aiden Christensen, he shows up, he has to be in there somewhere. Maybe he'll play Hans and son. Let's hope we don't see a ba- like a baby version of anything that's... Well, I guess you can't. Let's hope we don't see an old grown-up version of a character we know. Go the opposite of Lucas. Like, oh, look, there's a decrepit hammerhead. He's all old now. Oh, look, there's Lando fucking in his wheelchair. <laughs> Where, where's Granddad Watto? I want him around. <laughs> he was already old. There's Lobot fucking on a treadmill. <laughs> I'd see... Never mind. I want that to happen. Maybe they can, maybe Qui-Gon can come back as a Force ghost and cheat Watto again <laughs> at a game of chance. Cheat Watto's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any... See, and they killed all your extended universe, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, it is probably a good thing. I was never tied to it. I, I read a couple of them until Kevin J. Anderson signed that book. Remember the book he signed? Dark Jedi? <laughs> he signed the, the, the cover, Never Trust the Hut. Yeah. And I thought, all right. That's too far. Kevin J. Anderson was never good. You and I met him. You remember? I he don't. signed the book. I don't remember that. I mean, I mean, I remember, where was it, Dragon Con? Yeah, it was like, I don't know how he had time with all that his... That was 99, I think. I, I got the new book. I started to listen to the audiobook of whatever the new one's called, and they had special, they had sound effects, Yeah. and the reader was overdoing it, so I had to shit-can that. But that's okay. The last Star Wars book I read was Dark Jedi. Back in ninety nine. Uh-uh, you read something after that. They had you had to have read like No, not an extended universe, that was it. Tales of the Moss Eisley King. Yeah, but I read that in the nineties. Oh. I didn't reread it. The uh what about um Okay, so you're not you don't have an you don't you don't have any interest in Star Wars Battlefront, even though it's gonna make right. you hard. It might, but you don't you gotta like BB eight, he's adorable. Sure, he's a cute little rolling droid. Who do you, okay, of the new characters, who do you think is going to be the best? Oh, I don't know. I don't like any of them. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I don't like the names. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just having a hard time getting into the, the new people. In, in, in that said, we made fun of all the prequel characters' names, too, and then look how they turned out. They turned out great. Wait a minute. Although the ones we liked, they didn't use much. Like what, what Tambor? Yeah. God damn it. I rewatched those fucking movies. Why? You need to throw yourself up a bridge. I, I, They're, I They get worse each time. I you can't see believe them. how bad. I cannot believe how bad they are. Everyone. And then episode three is the worst. And everybody thinks episode three is the best. No. It is the they, worst. They just felt far. like I have to see them on a lava planet. Like I, there's something that they've been told about so long that they, it's like, it's, it's almost like their, their brain... Well, overwrote. If you read Jedi by James Caan, it was in a volcano. It wasn't in a lava planet. That was a late was it, addition. It, it wasn't called Geonosis, I'm sure. No, it was. Uh, I don't think they named it. That droid factory scene 
tremendous. Oh my god. Although, in a way, that would belong in Spectre. That kind of thing. There was a bunch of... There was some video game dopetry going on. Okay, like the... Uh, this way. We're picking... He thought he was playing Jagged Alliance at the end, where he showed him sort of picking people off. That was bad. Bond is invincible in most yeah. of the movies. This was but at least much. he gets his ball smashed or something. He gets a little drilling done, but that's not a spoiler. It was too much. Am I staying on this road? Yeah. We'll find out. It's a sad time. I, th- I mean, Spectre was one of those movies that seemed to be a sure thing at the end of the year. Well, so is Star Wars. Star Wars now, is going to be a sure now thing. Now we're 0 for 1. For me. You need to see Mad Max. You need to see Kingsman. Okay. There, it's, I, there's not a lot of things I would recommend. See, I think you'd love Guardians. I think you'd love Kingsman. I think you'd love Mad Max. You might like... Um, I don't know. Norwegian Ninja. Great movie. I'm trying to think what else. Oh. I don't know. So, keep... Tell the readers and listeners what you've been up to. It's been a while. It's been working a lot. And that's it. And you've been having some... You've been a little stressed out at work. Well, yeah, it's a bit stressful. It's... Some people... We don't have a project manager in the entire organization. Not in my department. In the entire organization. So, they just allow all the projects to happen at the same time. You can stay here. Do you think they would treat you better if maybe you didn't have some stubble? That seems to be your criteria for you're right. being taken serious. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should shave and wear a tight suit. It wouldn't hurt. It certainly would. Oh, so one thing we haven't discussed, we discussed off camera or off mic, Yeah. was they, they teased 009. Yes. I would rather have had him show up and take over the film. I liked his music he was playing. Everybody got in the car. Frank Sinatra? You yeah. hate Frank Sinatra. That's true, but this was not Frank singing. It wasn't? No, this is like some... I'm pretty sure it was Frank. No, not in the car. It sounded like it was uh, some kind of... Redi- oh, that was it. This is the exit. Oh, this is the exit. If you miss it, we're gone for like 10,000 years. Uh, we're going to die. Is it better to take the loss? This is like that scene in uh, Patriot Games. Sorry, I was... Too busy talking about 009, so stay here in this lane. Yeah, I know how to get to the mall. I was weird. We almost Patriot Games. Then, then, and then going the other way on the highway, we, Jack Ryan would have saw this wreckage. Yeah. And then Sean Bean would have gone, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they're just gone. I love Sean Bean. Yeah, I, I like 009. I wanted to see what he looked like. Um, what if double... Okay, so... Maybe they should do a 009 movie. Do a spinoff. I agree. They should do like Star Wars. Every year you have a different spy dude. I think that'd be great. I think they should get... Because um, then you could have your, your Idris Elba character. And it wouldn't or be... Ken Jeong. No? Ken Jeong-un? <laughs> get uh, Jeremy North who could finally have that movie I wanted him to do. He's gone. So you could have all of your bad casting well, decisions. Idris Elba, see, that wasn't my idea, but I, I love him so much. Well, then have him play 009 or 001. We could call it 009 Inches. <laughs> see, I thought that there was, I thought there was a different value to the 001 or 003 or 007. So the, is the idea that there's all, how many how many 00 agents are out at any given time? As far as I know, it's nine. It goes up, it only goes up to nine. There's a scene in Thunderball where they're all sitting around. Yeah, get over here. Where they're all sitting around the table. 
or yeah, that's Bond, a, Bond is late for a meeting. That's a boring movie. It is, but that's a great scene. But you don't really but, get to see. But you get much. to see the other agents in some of the other movies. No, you very briefly. I think 009 takes the loss in Octopussy, the beginning where he's dressed as a clown running around. Yeah. I think that's 009. I believe one of them is killed at the beginning of you to a kill. You need to guide me to your or guide find, me to your car. Indeed. Or they find his body in the ice. And then they allude they mention Felix Leiter in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, but that character didn't want to I mean the actor didn't want to play him. Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, I think I don't think he wanted to play him anymore. They have a hard time keeping consistency with that role. Well, at least he didn't get eaten by a shark. Or get his legs eaten yeah. What happened? That he was dis- a- he disagreed with something that ate him. That's the joke at License to Kill. He did. He had his, had his legs bitten around. <laughs> he lives? Yes, he so, lives. So he's legless? His oh, wife I love that. Is I, I think his wife's destroyed. Speaking of legless, maybe Orlando Bloom could pull him. Taking a left? Yeah. I hate Orlando Bloom. Uh, that's the problem is that by the time... First of all, there's a small window because Daniel Craig had run of the franchise for 15 years. But the it people that... Well, it's 2000. Six wasn't it? I don't know. It seems like yeah. he looks well, like. Two thousand eight was Quantum. I remember that because I love the film. It's like Obama, like how he aged in his tenure. Daniel Craig aged in his tenure. It's like I guess playing James Bond ages you fast. Very good analogy. Thank you. Maybe he should play James Bond. <laughs> but the thing is, what I was getting at is, there's a guy who may be right for the part ten years ago, yeah, who isn't anymore. Like well, Clive Owen would have been fine. No, I. But nope. I think Fastbender is about 35 now, honey. So he's right. That's how old the character is. 35 to 37. Damn it! I wish there were more. I wish there were more good British people in Don't the world. Don't worry about it. Fastbender has no chance. It's my lone entity over there. The white car? No. Okay, I was about to say. Um, speaking of lone entity, Barbara Hershey. Get she, raised. She's still around. Yeah. Well. Well, I want to thank you for taking me there. I, I was really excited about it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was good to get out. Yeah. It just sucks that the movie was 10 pounds of penis. It was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. All right. Anything to say to Justin to pass on? No, I hope to see you soon. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably go crash now. I'm driving to work. And I figured I'd pad this little Steve conversation with some extra shit so that uh, Chud Chud readers get a little extra gift. I call you Chud readers, but you're really listeners. Thank you for listening. You know, that's that's all you got to do. To to, to score with a lady, you just got to be a good listener. You got to be a good listener or a rapist. Anyway, um... I was kind of, I was cruising the internet recently, and I was astounded to see that there are no, like, um, candid photos of, like, Robert De Niro getting out of a limo where you could see one of his nuts. I think there's a huge void in, in the entertainment and pop culture world where we don't get that kind of stuff. It's all about, you know, young, scantily clad, morally questionable young ladies in compromising positions. I saw a slideshow when I was browsing the internet. Um, today, where you get to see uh, celebrities who weren't wearing panties on the days of the Oscars or other red carpet events, where you could almost see a little nudge, could almost see a little slither, um, but you don't get that. You don't get that with Tony Hopkins. 
there's no there's not there's nothing out there there's nothing there's no Gene Hackman picking something up where you can just get an outline of his back snatch you know there's just like it's a void you know I it's a shame I think I think it would have been different in the 50s and 60s you know like Anthony Quinn his camel toe I know that's not what it's called it's called a moose knuckle but Anthony Quinn moose knuckle on the set of Mine in Winter click here I think it would have been so awesome it makes me horny actually thinking about it but anyway so here's what's cooking um chud.com is about to undergo what they call in the business a little of the old up and up a little revitalization a little energy a little sex appeal um a little bit of support things that it has not had in well seven eight years and uh your 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 loyalty and your patience is going to pay off i can just tell you that it's going to change there's going to be some changes bitch but it's going to be great. Sorry about my windshield wipers. It's, it's a little wet. It's a little wet outside. Let me see. What other kind of interesting shit can I tell you about? There's not much I can tell you about. But it's decent. It's decent shit. I want to share with you an experience I had. I want to get your opinion. Um, there is. I went to Los Angeles about two months ago, and I got a group on for a parking, an airport parking place. I've used it before, but I got a group on for it, so I fi- figured, well, let's be budget conscious and let's support the little guy, which is what I did. And I parked my beloved car at this Wally Park. Oh, I named it. It's called Wally Park. <coughs> and I went away off into the skies and I had a little trip of business and shit, and then I flew back like a fucking angel on the wings of doves. I arrive back in Atlanta. I take the their shuttle to my little car and the battery is dead. Now that's that's a dilemma cuz I got in at a lot, about 11 o'clock. No, I think about 9:30 actually. 9:30. I was sad. So I asked them for help. And she says, well, we happen to have a little jumper cable set up here that we could do to get you back in business, Captain. And I was, I was thrilled. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. This makes my evening a lot better. So she comes. We pop open the hood. She attaches the wires to my battery in a way that doesn't look right to me. And I ask her. She goes, no, I know what I'm doing. And she zaps it. Instantly, the car goes completely black. You see, she had reversed the polarity of the of the cables there and where my car had been stuttering and the radio had been working and lights had been dimly coming on all of a sudden it was a fucking Hayden Christensen movie nothing at all was happening the car was as dead as Heather O'Rourke and I apologize it may be too soon but it was that dead and she she was like oh no you know and I was like, yeah, you fucking asshole. I didn't say that. I said, ma'am, it appears that you may have reversed those cables. Can you switch those back and hopefully give my car a little bit of sex? She did that, and nothing happened. So the end game was my car was fucked. And I called AAA because 
That's the kind of person I am. And how they work is, first, they, had, they send their battery guy, their guy, their technician, in case they don't have to tow the car. So they sent their battery representative, who is a man who drives around the city with batteries in his ass, and he knows how to fix things. So he, uh, he tried to jump my car. Nothing. Oh, by the way, I had to wait 45 minutes for him to get there. So it's creeping later and later into the night. And I'm a lonely individual. And um, he tries to, he gets there and he tries to fix the battery. No dice. Battery is fucked in the ass forever. He's like, well, I happen to have your battery in the back of my beast here. Let's set you up so you could be along your merry way. Because we, we, we are customer service technicians here at AAA. So he replaces the battery, even though it was a fucking nightmare. And then, thank God, the car's fixed. We try to start it, nothing happens. He's like, well, golly jugs. It seems like it's worse. Let's call a tow truck. Now, I'm at the airport. The airport in Atlanta is in what you would call a fucked up uh, district. It's a shitty part of the world. And I have recently moved about 30 miles further from the airport. So, AAA can only tell me, per my agreement, to the, near, to the nearest little gas station place, or I pay like $3 a mile or some retarded number. I was like, well, I don't want to spend that kind of money. I don't want to come back to the airport because I have no way of getting back and forth as it is. And I don't want to spend that kind of money to get my car all the way to humanity because I'm a, I'm a broke individual. I mean, you guys know what I'm going through. I'm bartending my ass off. So, we call a shady tow truck company that only deals in cash to tow my, to tow my vehicle to the place I, I'm familiar with near me. But, they can't come that night. So, I go to the Wally Park people and say, Hey, can I take your shuttle back to the airport so I could get a rental car? And they're like, it would be our pleasure, sir. We apologize for the inconvenience. They actually didn't say that, but... So I get in the shuttle, and I take it back towards the airport. And then, when we reach the airport, the gentleman decides to tell me, oh, by the way, my route does not include where the rental cars are. I have to drop you off at the front of the airport. Keep in mind, I'm carrying three bags. He's like, all you have to do if you want to walk to the rental car place is go through this parking deck and go that way. And I look and it's a fucking, it's a haul. I said, thank you, sir. I gave him a $5 tip for his troubles. I get out out of the van and I walk in the direction he told me to. I walk that way for 25 minutes, sweating my dicks off. And then I reach a dead end. And then I see no way of getting anywhere. So this individual has really given me some bad advice. So I walk all the way back to the parking deck. And into the main part of the airport. And then I walk the entire length of the airport to outgoing passenger. To the baggage claim and all that bullshit. At this point, I may have rivaled an Olympic athlete in terms of distance covered. And sadness covered. I arrive at 
what I think is the well, it's where they used to have the rental cars, and they said, "Oh no, you have to take a shuttle." Took a shuttle all the way around the the fucking globe, and then I reached the rental car place, and finally I have to I, I decide on a rental car to get. It was it was an ordeal and a half, but finally I'm in a rental car. I don't get home for like another hour and a half. I mean, like I said, I live far away from the airport. So I, uh, I rent the car. I've got two days before I'm able to get my real car towed back to my local place. So in the next, you know, I, I get that done. My this, this shady motherfucker. Oh, by the way, I have to go back to the Wally Park to, 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 to let the guy tow my car. I, I have to be there. So I have to drive all the way back to the airport meet the guy with the tow truck, pay for us both to go through the Wally Park turnstile, and then drive home as he tows my shit back to America. Which was so much fun, I can't even tell you. As it turns out, after taking it to the people that know my car, what would have been a minor inconvenience was a $1,000 inconvenience, plus the rental car, plus the tow truck. Because when that whore reversed the polarity on my engine, she did it in such a fantastic manner that she killed off, I think, five of the six circuits or five of the five circuits that are part of my... I have a Mazda RX-8 part of the, the deal. If, if it had been one step further, it would have been killed the entire computer on my car, which would have been like a $3,000 affair, which would have made me a sad individual. <clears throat> so... They do that. I break the bank paying all this bullshit, get the car returned, the rental car, and then I uh, decide to email the general manager at Wally Park saying, look, you guys took a big shit on my chest. I, I said it in, in, the, in those exact words, actually. Now, um, I said, can we work something out? Um, you know, I, I've, this was completely avoidable. It was a very stressful situation. And... I think you guys should at least help me cover the, the expenses. And she says, yes, sir, that would, that would be acceptable. Please provide us with the details of your adventure, which I did. No response for five days. So I respond back. Ma'am, um, I haven't heard back from you on this. She goes, oh, yeah, 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 we're still thinking about it. Um, please send me copies of your receipts from your, from your expenditures. I said, well, I, I don't have the receipt from the tow truck because it was a cash-only deal, but it cost me $160. And then I, I forwarded her the repair bill, and I said, I told her about the rental car thing, and I don't have a hard copy, but I could forward her, I could, get, I could download a PDF or whatever. But I gave her the numbers because I was able to look at my bank account. And I know, by the way, this is not movie-related, but I'm sharing with you. This is, this is where we're, we're, I feel we're close, you and I. <coughs> um... Send all that shit to her. Another week passes, no response. Ma'am, um, I thought we were communicating here. I was like, I've spoken to a few folks, and they said I should pursue this in a small claims court. And they said I probably could get the entire amount. But I don't want to do that. I said, well, just here's, you know, meet me, meet me halfway. No response. I emailed her a week later, no response. So here's where I'm at. Money's tight, it always is. I find a way to make it tight. 
Um, I also find a way to make my little butthole tight, too. So keep that in mind if we're ever in the same town. Um, we're at a place where uh, I've lost money. So I should either go to court against these whores and, and, t- and, and take them to task or just chalk it up as another failure uh, in a long list. Funny thing is, tomorrow morning, I've got to park my car at the airport again. Not my car. My car, by the way. There's an, Oh, there's a, there's, an, there's a coda to this story. I got my car back. And it was a little weird. It wasn't perfect. And then about I go to Florida uh, on a trip, uh, and I come back. And the car's, you know, it's, it's fine. Uh, the, it, but then <laughs> the air conditioning, the compressor, was broke. So that was... It could have been a side effect of that whole battery nonsense. I don't know. So I, I drove to Florida without an air conditioner, which is, which is fine. I made it. I mean, I remember the time when I had to sit in the back seat of a fucking no seatbelt fucking big American car in the 70s getting swung around like a fucking Holocaust survivor. And I pulled it off. Um, or sitting in the back of a... Of a of a Pinto facing outward in the trunk space with other kids while our parents drove us around the world. So we've been through worse. I get back and my wife discovers that our insurance company had fucked up and they were insuring the wrong car. So I'd been driving for two months without proper insurance. I was insured to drive the minivan, which had been sitting there with a for sale sign on it, which is bad. I would have been arrested if I fucking got pulled over in Florida. And that could have led to like, that could have led to like the plot of California or Jeepers Creepers or something. Um, so I have to leave my car parked in the driveway and drive this fucking minivan for like two weeks. I still think it stems from that nightmare at, at the Wally Park. So we have company in town. And Catherine, my wife, decides she needs to move my car to make room for the rental car my cousin had drove. car doesn't start. The whole thing is falling apart. It's dead. So she gets towed to the local repair place. And they say, we believe your engine is destroyed. Yeah. So that's the shit I'm dealing with. But as I, I was taking it a step further um, into a new ter- new domain, and I forgot what it was, but my car took a big piss on my on my belly. <clears throat> so anyway, I got. Should I pursue these Wally Park fuckers? Should I go after them? Because tomorrow I've got to drive to the airport again in the minivan and park it at another parking place. And it's like, it's the the wounds are still raw on what happened to me the last time I did this. I was considering taking Uber to the airport, which is probably not cheap. Or I was considering taking driving to the Marta to the bus station or the train station and riding the train into the airport's pussy. But even that is traumatic. Because when I when I arrive home, it's after hours. I'm going to be getting in like the red eye flight. And if I remember correctly, the last time I tried to do that, the train was shut off for the night. So I couldn't even... I'd be trapped in the fucking innards of the airport with, with no fucking candy. 
So I, I, I've got to figure it out. All of this doesn't doesn't matter to you. It's not movie related. It's not entertainment related. But it is a personal story that has taken a chunk out of my hit points, and um, definitely put a dent in my soul. But when I explain to you in the on the back end of this whole endeavor, when I come back from my journey out west, I'll be coming back with good news. Unless something horrible happens. If I 9-11 into something, then that's a different story altogether. And I'm going to try to put this podcast up before I leave so that if I do 9-11 into something, um, you guys can understand that when I hit whatever the target was, um, I had I had positive spirits and I had been through an ordeal and I was really busting both of my nipples trying to get things into a good place but if I do survive and nothing shitty happens and, and why I'm out there goes well which I expect it to then I will be coming back buoyant with uh, fun potential for everybody listening to this and for a much wider and diverse group of future humans that um, will discover a little bit of what magic we've we've done over the past 20 years. And I'll tell you this, I've been through so much shit on the internet and and in life that this feels like this feels like a rebirth. Not in, not in like a not in a bad way, not in like an extra way, but in like a the brood kind of way. Because you think of the th- you think about the things that I've I've dealt with over the years. Like Chud started in like 97 ish. And we had a good surge. You know, I was doing Dragon Con and Comic Con. And I was on the TV all the time and on the radio all the time. And newspaper. Like, there's all these articles and shit. And we had a really nice growth. And, you know, and then we had our magazine. And, you know, I was on CNN and this and that. And then, you know, I kind of got involved in trying to make movies. And other people came on and became popular and shit on me. Anyway... And 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 so, and and, the, and then of course the market died. You know, Chud's, you know, we 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 made a deal about six years ago that backfired on us, and we've been licking our wounds and kind of laying low and and watching the world change, <clears throat> and and there's been a lot of good and a lot of bad. I mean, I, I'm you know, some bad choices, some good choices, a a, a great rape joke that was misinterpreted, um, all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but the people have been watching and people have been paying attention and it turns out over, over the grand scheme of things that there, there's still quite a few people that are impressed with what we represent and what, what, what I've done in building this site and, and what my like legacy, whatever it is. And it looks like on the tail end, on the, on the flip side, after all this, you know, I thought I was out, but I'm coming back in in a big way. So cross your fingers that I don't smash into something hard in a, in a plane or, or that I don't accidentally drop an N-bomb in the middle of a meeting. Why would I? I don't even like ninjas. Um, and, uh, and, and your perseverance will pay off. This is, this is good shit. I'm excited. I'm really excited. The only thing I'm not excited about is what to do about my car. Because I think what I'm going to end up having to do is sell, sell it for parts. You know? That little, that little, I just paid it off after fucking like five years. I paid it off in January or February of this year. And now, and now I, I'm 
I'm, I'm fucking Sean William Scott. So we'll see. And I'm going to release this discussion, even though it's dreadful, because I feel like a Chud podcast needs to be at least 20, 30 minutes too long. <clears throat> but you got a taste of Steve, and I think that's valuable. And you've got a little look into my <clears throat> my fragmented soul. And uh, I may even record one more piece <clears throat> after work if something interesting that actually pertains... <clears throat> I'm dying. If something that actually pertains to you <clears throat> uh, comes along. Because I've got about another half hour of driving later on this afternoon. And God knows what shit will happen to me between now and then. So, I thank you for listening... And I, I, I really hope that some of you out there have the power to help me crush a parking company, if not for one day. I'm, I'm walking around downstairs here while I'm listening to the podcast as it goes. Here's some, here's some something pretty meta. I love it into something. Um, That's me. You guys can understand that. That's me talking. And the big takeaway from that is, man, I'm sorry. This morning I was driving into work and and I was um, I was having a shitty day. I had a shitty day all day today. It was it was a conglomeration of poop. Um, so I apologize for wasting what 20 minutes of your time with me rambling over there. And I'll ramble a little bit more, but I'll make it a little bit more human. Um, so I leave tomorrow for the West Coast, and it's a completely related to internet chud other things um and it's all stuff that actually um plays towards my entire career doing this stuff and it's with people who are um really sharp really cutting edge uh with resources and ideas and and I'm really excited about it I'm really really excited about it I've been wanting to get back into this game for a little while now um but my hands have been somewhat tied with Chud and some people like Drew and Hawkins and Travis and uh, a few other folks have been really helpful in keeping the site kind of alive. If this goes well by next week, you're going to start to see good things come out of it. And over the course of the next months, um, everything's going to change. Uh, we're going to get a big set of big brass balls, and we're going to swing them around town. So I really do hope this goes well. I'm 100% committed to this happening. I've been working on this behind the scenes for quite a long time, and honestly, I'd given up hope a few times. But it looks like good guys will probably prevail here. And what it may mean could be something that is really beyond anything my entire web career has ever done. So I hope it happens. Um, I'm, 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 I'm betting it does because of the... There's uh it's mine to fuck up and I'm 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 over that. Um so hang tight. So that's pretty cool, but completely unrelated to that. Um the um you know st- hearing Steve again was great, wasn't it? It was great to have that little fucker back on the podcast. And we spoke off off the uh microphone. He'll he'll participate again. He's in he's um you know, I think he, part of it is is he doesn't he doesn't care as much about pop culture, and he, so he feels a little bit uh, like a third wheel uh, when it comes to me and Justin talking about it. But I think what we may do—it's a microwave. I'm heating up some tamales. 
you must know. Um, I, I think we'll see more of him if if you if you if you so desire. He's kind of he's kind of a pretty boy, so fuck him. But anyway, so that's cool. And then Justin and I are working on doing um, something that allows us to do the podcast on a more frequent basis, remotely, um, as opposed to having to show up in my house, which I live pretty far away now. Although the sound quality is fucking astonishing. Did you hear that last episode? It was like it was recorded in heaven. If heaven were real. Um, so that's cool. And I think, um, I think, uh, I think you're going to start to have to deal with more of me. And I'm hoping that happens. So thank you for your patience. Uh, I don't say it enough, but I really do appreciate you guys listening and giving us the time of day and toughing out, uh, us out through some very dire periods in the site's history and some periods where the, maybe the voice of the site wasn't what it should have been and this and that. So that's, that's over. One other thing that I almost forgot to say, and now I, I appear to have forgotten. I forgot again. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm a vegetable. Um, let me see. Okay, coming out of the closet. Oh, wait, that wasn't supposed to be discussed. I don't remember. I don't remember. So we'll leave that hanging. We'll, we'll leave it hanging. I had something very important to tell you. I forgot about it. So go fuck yourself. Um, it's really eluding me. Anyway, hey, here's a new song from the Wizard's Keys. <laughs>